Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Okay. I'm back at it again, man. You know? Listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, salute to all the savages in the chat. Mike343, good to see y'all in here. Everybody coming on in. Listen, New York Jets get themselves a W over the Atlanta Falcons in preseason. 24-16, there's a lot to discuss about uh, what we saw, man. <laughs> there was some good play and there was some bad play. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be discussing that tonight. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. The lines are open. Let's go ahead and kick this off. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, okay? Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. Love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. You know what I'm saying? Long Beach Joe Show on Facebook. Hit it up. I am also on Twitter as well. Young J zero zero zero. Okay, that's my personal page. Uh, shows pages at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and give that that a follow and uh, give you a follow right back. And let's go back and forth and talk about football. Let's talk about this team. Also on YouTube as well. For those of you that do not know, I am on YouTube. All right, voice made for radio. Okay, face made for movies. Okay, I got a face made for TV, folks. People tell me all the time, "Hey Joe, you're looking good. You're looking good." So. uh I truly enjoy that, um, and, I, and I'm not a cocky guy. You know, I'm just a regular dude, you know what I mean? So love going back and forth with people as well. So come on over to YouTube, search Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Search that there. Come on over. Hit that subscription button, okay? And then hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. Your boy's on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes. Search The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe there, all right, and give me some notif- – give me some uh, – well, let me know when you do it, so give me some notifications about that. But also, you know, give me some feedback as well. Give me a five-star rating. I want to thank everyone that does do that, lets me know, hey, this is what we're doing here. This is – we enjoy what you're doing here. This is why we listen. So I want to thank everybody for doing that. Give me some, some feedback and five-star rating over there as well. So now it's time to get into it. Because there's quite a bit to discuss, man. Quite a bit to discuss, okay? Look, New York Jets <laughs> get a win over the pa- over the, the Falcons, excuse me, in preseason. Again, salutes to all the savages in the chat. Chris, Mac, everybody will come to you on a second as well. The lines, the lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody. Listen here. We got a W, 24-16. But I'll tell you what, starting out the game, it was ugly. It was very, very ugly. All right, the Jets came out, and they just looked very unmotivated, especially, again, with a lot of guys that had their roster spots on the line. There was a lot of guys that were looking at possibly being, you know, not on the roster here, being out the door. They're fighting for, you know, their right to move forward and play here during the season. It seemed like a lot of guys were coming out and were just lackadaisical, just kind of lollygagging around. Like, huh, I don't really understand what's going on around here. But they came out, they looked sloppy, they weren't playing well, especially particularly defensively. We saw Mariota come out. He went 6 for 10, 
at 132 yards on the day, also had a TD. The game started out really bad for our defense, particularly a guy at Bryce Hall as well. They came out and threw a 52-yard bomb to Kyle Pitts, who beat Bryce badly coming straight out the break. And he even talked about it. Pitts talked about it during the game. They asked him, hey, how did it feel to get that big catch to start the game off? And he said, look, I was facing the corner. I started running. I saw him scared backpedaling, just scary pedaling. He didn't open his hips up, and I took off, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got him. Bryce Hall looked bad, man. I'm not going to lie, and I love Bryce. Everybody knows that. I've talked about him competing for that number one spot. He looked great last, last year. He was one of the bright spots on his defense, but he just he had a bad game. You know, he had a bad game. There was also a host of guys just running open in our secondary, too. And let's keep in mind, I want to keep in mind, yes, we didn't play a lot of starters, okay? But there was a lot of guys out there that are going to get quality snaps out there. And there was, you know, some guys that, that are going to be starting that were out there, too, that were getting beat. You know, we saw guys running wide open in our secondary. And the biggest issue is this is some of the same stuff that we saw in the first preseason game, too. Seemed like there's a lot of confusion out there defensively, particularly with the starting squad. I watched the guy, Ferkser. Ferkser running wide open in our, in our secondary, just trotting around. He got a bomb for 39, you know. So it was like it was kind of weird, kind of odd to see these guys just getting caught out there like that. Bryce Hall also gave up a TD as well. He had another bad penalty on a, on a catch that he gave up to. It was just a bad day all around for Hall, and especially, again, with a guy like him who is competing for his number one corner spot. I don't know, this doesn't bode well. I'll tell you like that. Then you look at our offense. Our offense was nothing to write home about either. Mike White wasn't necessarily, you know, amazing at all. He was 12 of, 12 of 17 on a day, 90 yards. Only drive he had that ended up in some points was a Zerline field goal. And the Jets were really sloppy as well. Lots of penalties, 11 penalties for 104 yards. That was insane. The Falcons got penalized pretty heavily too as well. 13 penalties for 121 yards. But, man, the Jets just looked sloppy all around. It looked really bad and unmotivated. And it looked like the opposite of that for the Falcons. Arthur Smith was letting guys have it. If you made a mistake, if you did something stupid, if you did something he did not like, especially when the offense was getting bogged down by penalties, which were killing some of their drives, he was letting guys have it when they were coming to the sidelines. He was letting guys know this is not the way we play football over here. He was screaming at Desmond Ritter. He was screaming at all those guys, man. Mind you, Ritter had a, had a solid game, too. He was putting balls in places with great touch. He was 10 to 13, 134 yards. Again, some of his drives got stalled because of penalties against him. Thank goodness for us. It was, it was just – it was ugly, man. But I tell you what, after the half, Strievler comes in in the third quarter, and it was like boom. Just a burst of energy for the New York Jets. Just, just a burst. He just energized the entire team. It was crazy. Strebler was 8 of 11, 119 yards of TD. He hit Cager for a 34-yard TD, and Cager got moving and got in the end zone. He did throw an interception as well, though. It was a ball he was trying to get to, to Mims, and Mims had it kind of in his hands, but then – the safety, uh, you know, for the Falcons was able to take it away. I thought it hit the ground at first, to be completely honest. But once he got up and started running with it, I was like, ah, he might have gotten it. You know, but that was a dicey throw. 
But Striebler was making a lot of great throws with guys in his face, absolutely in his face. He also had 33 yards rushing as well. He was moving and getting outside the pocket. He actually led the Jets in rushing in the preseason game too. He led another driver as well that got capped off by a TD with uh, P. Ryan getting into the end zone. So Striebler looked really good. He looked really good. And this is the second time that we've seen him go out there and really put some things together. And at this point, i got to ask Jets fans, should Strievler be the guy? Let's say he continues to look like this. Should the Jets keep him and possibly make him our third-string quarterback? Does this close the door on Mike White? I want to know. There's a lot of Jets fans out there talking about this. This Strievler guy has looked really good. He's looked very good. Then defensively, we're able to kind of get some things together as well, able to make some stops. But Anai, you know, a defensive player for the Jets, was able to actually really make a big play. Franks, one of their uh, quarterbacks for the Falcons, was trying to roll out, got hit, fumbled, and Anai picked it up and returned it for a 30-yard touchdown. That gave us 24. Things looked really good. He looked really good. After the half, things just turned around for us. It really did, and things just started to pop. And again, you know, these are third-string, fourth-string guys. But it was good to see the Jets kind of get, get things together and turn things around and start to pick up the energy. Marshall, also Jonathan Marshall, defensive uh, lineman, also made some big plays as well, too. He had a sack. Then on the very next play, he turned around and just blasted a Falcons player that was trying to catch a screen, just destroyed him. And that just absolutely energized the entire team, the sideline, everything. So... It was good to see things turn around, but the start of the game was terrible. It was a snoozer to watch. The Jets have got to start picking up this energy. And, again, I understand we didn't play a lot of starters, but when you got a lot of guys out there that are supposed to be playing for their spots on this roster, you can't be looking like that. That just looked terrible. They looked like they were just out there lollygagging. Everybody's laughing, joking, smiling, getting beat. Guys running around in secondary wide open. It's just ridiculous. It was terrible. I tell you what, there was a lot of guys that looked really good. Cager looked good. Black, Tariq Black looked good. He went out for an injury, still getting some feedback about him. But he was four for 47, four catches for 47 yards. Mims looked solid as well as the game continued on, three catches for 43 yards. And Garrett Wilson continues to impress. He continues to impress, man. Defensively, Marshall, like I said, he looked good as well, and Anai was really putting things together. There's a lot of guys that made some bonehead plays, though, as well. A lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. Wesco had some penalties that were just unbelievable. So then you turn to today, and the Jets have made some cuts to get down to 80. The cuts that they made, Elijah Riley is safety. He's been moved on from. He's cut. Isaiah Williams as well was cut. Caleb Beninach, he's cut. Kai Naka, linebacker, he's cut as well. And Eddie Panero, Eddie Panero has been released. He's cut. And that's crazy because our kicking competition really has been hot, man, really hot. It was like neck and neck pretty much this entire offseason. It's just been neck and neck, man, between Panero and Greg Zerline. They've been kicking back and forth, just doing their thing. And it looks like we're moving forward with Zerline. Again, last night he hit a 44-yarder. Looks good. And I'm hoping that the New York Jets have finally solved the kicking issue here. Because for years, ever since Joe Douglas is here, 
we've had big time issues with kicking. Anybody remember the host of guys that we had here? You know, from Vidic to all these. Oh God, it's been bad. It's been really, really bad. Okay. So now we're moving forward with Zerline. Seems like he's going to be the guy going into the season. But there's questions about you know who's going to be the guys going anywhere else because there's some there's some starting spots. That number one corner spot to me, man, Bryce Hall really put himself in a bad position. He also again got Strieber looking good again. Should Strieber be our third string quarterback? We're going to be asking those questions. So lines are open again five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're about to get to the lines. I don't want to go on forever. Also, anybody watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please subscribe to the stream. YouTube, please give the stream a thumbs up. Also, share the stream with your friends and your family. And when you do subscribe, please hit that notification bell. So when I post content, y'all be in the know. If you want to give to the stream, the Super Chat's there. If you don't want to go through Super Chat, Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything that you give to the program is greatly appreciated. And new callers I do have, so hey, you know, when you call in, please, that we do not allow cursing on my show, okay? Don't curse here. I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Michael Cagney out here. <laughs> Up out of here, McCagney. It's about time for you to go. So glad we moved forward with a better general manager. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First caller we're going to, my guy Jason. We're going to Jason. I know Jason has some takes. Salutes to you, Jason. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. How are you feeling, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. You know, a little was a little not happy yesterday, but you know what? Yeah, I'm happy we got the W and happy. Hopefully, it's not what's gonna go for our future. You know. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, this is just preseason. We are, I think. Everybody pretty much is, you know, understands that. But it was just, to me, it looked really sloppy starting off and lackadaisical. Were you surprised with so many guys with their roster spot on the line that everybody looked kind of like they were just, you know, out there sleepwalking? Well, to be honest, I believe, um, you know, I'm, I was very surprised, you know. Um, Coach uh, is preaching all gas, no breaks, and yet all players out here are coming out flat, and, you know, not taking this seriously. But tough was getting beat left and right. Um, it it was just it just seemed like no one was actually fighting for a position at the start of the game and they were just having fun and not actually taking it seriously. Unlike some young players that's actually fighting for a roster spot. Mm. Yeah, it was it was just mind blowing to me. I, I really couldn't understand why they would come out there just looking like that. Now when you're talking about guys fighting for a roster spot, man, <laughs> let me tell you, this guy, Stiebler, really looked good, really liked what Chris Stiebler was able to bring to the table. How did you feel about the energy and spark that he brought when he went out there and was just absolutely turning things around for the Jets, you know, in that third quarter? You know, um, it's good for him to be able to come in and make something for him, you know. And in my opinion, I think that because um, I'm probably going to – I'm probably going to go the part opposite here and say that I don't. I would put him as a practice squad. I didn't. I would not put him as a third string QB. Wow. But you know what? I feel okay. we're in preseason, and um, for 
preseason, he did very well. You know, again, he had the INT, double coverage. But you know what? He did very well for it being third stringers out there. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my thing. And, again, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate there. I've had a lot of discussions with people, and they're saying, hey, if Steve comes out, let's say the third game comes up, maybe we should give him time earlier than what we would normally do, right? Let's see him with the second string guys. And if he performs well, right, starting out that game, going forward, because, again, it looks like Sulla's not really going to play too many of these veterans going forward from what we've seen so far. If he does do well with guys in that second string, should he be allowed to get that third string quarterback spot? Because I don't think he's a guy at this point, when you look at some of the performances he's put together, is he a guy that you think you'll be able to release and actually make it to the practice squad? Couldn't you see somebody snatching him up? Well, to be honest, um, we, um, any Q, any of these QBs you can argue um, can be snatched up. Um, Mike White, if you put him on the practice squad, um, he's going to be able to snatch up as well, um, especially – Remember last year, Mike White was able to produce while he actually won us the game against the Bengals. That's something that this other QB has never done and has never shown like that. Again, he played against third stringers, yes, but he has never been in the real game and shown to be able to win us games, unlike Mike White. So, you know, he, he can, in my opinion, Mike White has proven that if we need to throw him out there, if somehow Flacco does get hurt, Mike White has been proven and shown to be able to get us to be the best chance to win. Okay. I see, you know, a lot of people are having those discussions. I understand that. But I'll tell you what, Strievler gave that spark. Another guy that continues to play well as well as we go throughout this preseason is Cager. I mean, isn't Cager a must-keep at this point? Isn't he a guy that you look at and say, look, he, this year, he's going to make that roster. We're going to move forward with him. He's got to be on the 53. Yes, absolutely. You know what? I would give Wesco, um, hit, I would give Wesco spots to Cager. Wesco last night showed that he cannot do it. And you know what? I, I love Cager. You know, from him, just him just um, moving from what we see with the tight end, and he's doing good with it, you know. He's still learning, but he's showing – He's shown some um, improvements into it, and so I would I would love to have him as a four string tight end. Are we going to be able to keep him? We'll see and we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But I would love to have him on the team. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean he's looking phenomenal, man. He's made plays. Uh, last game, I think he had like two catches for or a couple of catches for forty yards. This game, sixty five yards and a touchdown. He looks good, man, and such a big guy, man. Just to see him take off, get running, it's it's unbelievable to watch. Now, another guy that has a lot of question marks surrounding him as well, Denzel Mims. Mims, three catches, 43 yards. At this point, has he done enough in your mind to cement his spot on the roster? Paul Mims, with that with that little positive he had, he had a couple – I believe he had a um, foul in the game too, a flag – I got calling him. And so, to, in my opinion, no, he has not. We have these other wow. – I'm going to make a huge prediction and say he will not be on the 53-man roster. I'm calling it here. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's go there with this, all right, because you're talking about it right now. So let's say the New York Jets keep six wide receivers, all right? Let's say they keep six. 
You got Garrett Wilson. You got Braxton Berrios. You got Corey Davis. You got Elijah Moore. So that gives you two more spots. What wide receivers do you have predicting? If the Jets keep six, who do you predict makes it with those last two spots? Um, Jeff Smith, I believe, would be with the five, and then a six, I believe, is Jackson. Okay, but so you're keep, you're not keeping Cager. So you're keeping Smith and Jackson. Well, Cager's tight end. So he's not going to switch back. There's a lot of people talking about him switching back to wide receiver. So you're keeping uh, Calvin Jackson Jr. and Jeff Smith, and you're giving Cager uh, the tight end spot. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's you know. Listen, Jeff Smith has put things together. He absolutely has. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, when you look at our running back position, are you a guy that thinks uh, that we'll keep four running backs? Um, I don't think so. I think we're going to carry only three. And okay. I think um, – I, I wish, to be honest, I love I loved a little bit of what night is. But at this point, I think Coleman – it's going to be Bryce Hall, uh, Michael Collar, and Coleman for one year and try to stash Knight on a practice squad and then get him mm. see if we could develop him next year and hopefully he doesn't get caught oh. by any teams. Okay. Yeah, I like Knight as well. I mean, he's made some really good runs. And, again, he gives you something on special teams too, really quality snaps. But like you said, I look at it and I'm thinking Coleman is probably going to be the guy. Uh, Brees Hall is probably going to be the other guy. And, again, Michael Carter is, uh, you know, the guys is going to make it. Again, we just drafted Brees Hall, so, of course, he's going to be there. Carter, who showed a lot. And a lot of people are talking about getting rid of Coleman, but, again, I think that Coleman is going to make it. This is a guy, again, we've seen have some returns, and he's a veteran back that the, you know, the, the office, the front office, the staff really covet. So, listen, Jason, this has been a phenomenal call. My final question before I let you go, man, is when you look at Bryce Hall at this point, do you think that number one spot is gone for him? Like, he's getting beat. We saw him get beat by Pitts. We saw him give up a TD. We saw a penalty. Where do you think he falls at this point, man? Um, dude, he lost a hundred percent. Man, he lost mm. the fastest. Then he he lost the fastest. Then that McKenna lost his job as a GM. <laughs> oh, God. hold on, hold on. Like, hold like, on. Was, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead. It, it, last night, I don't know if he wasn't putting the effort in. He just he was just getting beat left and right. And if you looked on the opposite, his um his sauce was on the other side. They didn't even talk to him once. They just kept throwing yeah. it to Bryce because they know they know sauce man. They know sauce. He's the real deal, and he's gonna be the stalling keep um, CB. Oh man. Oh. I mean, you're speaking the truth there, Jason. This was a phenomenal call from you. Oh, Lord phenomenal. Jesus, it's a fire. It was a fire. You were on fire tonight, my friend. You were absolutely on fire. Listen, let me give you a hand, man. Studio audience, give Jason a hand. He started out hot, man. He started out hot. Give my hand. Don't come to Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, not too much. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I like you. I like Jason a lot. I think he's a good guy. But y'all, y'all doing a little bit too much, all right? I'm not going to pay you for extra claps. I'm, we ain't got the budget. <laughs> it's not in the budget, okay? <laughs> Listen, Jason, I want to thank you for calling in. It was a phenomenal call from you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Yes, 
Oh, we do, man. And um, good luck, hopefully, this next week. We do good against the Giants and go Jets. Absolutely. Salutes, man. Listen, Jason calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Listen, we're talking Jets roster, all right? We're talking about it all. I want to know, is there somebody that you're looking at right now and you're saying, hey, this guy's probably gone because his performance has not been up to par? I need to know. So next we're going to my guy, Daniel Roberts. Rusty will come to you in a second. Daniel, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling tonight, man? Daniel Roberts, are you there? One, two, three, four. All right. Maybe he's uh, tripping. We're going to go ahead and go to Rusty, man. Rusty, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my man. Listen, Rusty, it is time to talk. But before we do that, for those of you that do not know, Rusty is a savage. Rusty's a damn savage. Rusty salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Rusty, give me your thoughts on some of the things that we saw out there with just how sloppy the Jets were playing at first. Were you so surprised that we got penalized as heavily as we did, 11 penalties for 104 yards? What were your thoughts on the sloppy play and all the things you saw out there? Salutes, Joe. Salutes, fellow savages. And, uh, yeah, that was that was, a, that was muck, you know? It was it was definitely uh, some some swamplands for sure. It, it uh it, it's discipline, and then I know that you know we don't have all of our starters in, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it's I have faith in us. There's uh there's got to be there's got to be something, you know. It um it, it seems like there's something missing from it. I don't know if it's Ulbrich, but uh. I don't know, just and I guess that's just with the defense. But as far as it's with the penalties, that's just discipline. I think the guys are just so gung ho and hyped up. You know, we calmed down, but uh, Falcons certainly didn't. But um, I don't know. That's that's definitely an issue that's got to be co- that's got to be taken care of and wiped out immediately, though. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know. Just hope we bring it to the Giants. Yeah, sorry, I yeah. Uh, sort of went all over the place on that a little bit, Joe. <laughs> No, 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 listen, it's just kind of, it's kind of surprising again to see so many guys kind of just out there being lackadaisical with their roster spots on the line, especially again, when you look and not even just roster spots on the line where you won't make the roster, but guys competing for, to get those starting spots. Cause there were, again, we didn't, we didn't play a lot of our starters, but we played, we did play some guys that were out there. And then there was also some guys again, competing for those starting spots, and some of them didn't perform well, like Bryce Hall, man. What were your thoughts about what we saw out there from him? Bryce is my boy, but, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think he was really going to be the number one, but, you know, I could see it. I mean, he still has a chance to be at some point, but it's he, he's definitely not going to be the one. It's either going to be Reed and then, you know, Sauce. Then that's when they're going to test Sauce out when Reed is there. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting rid of Hall. And if we do, I think JD would ask probably for like a second rounder or something like that. I, I that's what I would want minimum. But um, I hope we don't get rid of him. I like Bryce. Um, and yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he definitely need a remodium yesterday. You know, he uh, he did that in the bed a little bit. So, but uh, yeah. it it uh, they were just attacking him. 
You know, they were just literally going for him, and Pitts just Pitts, ugh, Pitts baptized him, man. Jeez, but uh, yeah, it's I I don't I don't think he's gonna get cut, or I don't think he's gonna get traded, but it uh, definitely showed that he's uh, going to be one of those guys that are probably going to be switching in and out, you know, on a rotational thing. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's good to have – if you're going to have somebody like him as, you know, quote, unquote, like a backup, that's a good problem, you know. But uh, that, that's how I'm seeing it. I don't, I don't think it's – I think we're too used to being crappy in a way to where, mm-hmm. you know, we have a good quali- a good collection of quality guys and then some, you know, to where – we can just off of the talent alone, hopefully, you know, cause some havoc and cause some chaos and just literally go for the throat and the jugulars just on every single play because you don't know when it's your last or next man up type of deal. But that's how I see it with these types of, uh, with these guys. I, uh, it, and then yeah. sometimes too, you know, we go a little bit too ham in a way. So penalty. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you know, the the penalties to me were crazy. But, I, again, you know, Bryce Hall, I'm a big Bryce Hall guy as well. I don't think he played very well. I know that there's a lot of fans that have had discussions talking about getting rid of him, trading him, all kinds of things. And I don't think that that's necessarily what they'll do. Again, if you look at us last season, we were a team that suffered because we didn't have, you know, because, well, first off, we had a lot of injuries, and that costed us yeah. a lot. So. You know, and again, you know, you want to have that depth, and we didn't have that at certain spots, and that really cost us, particularly, again, if you look at us offensively. But if you look at us defensively, you know, guys kind of stepped up in certain spots were able to do some things. Remember when we had issues with safety, there were some guys that were we were able to kind of get yeah. off the street, some guys that we kind of stepped up, and they held their fort, you know. And I don't think we need to, again, get rid of Bryce because you never know who can go down, and he's a guy, again, that could play on the outside. So. I know there's yeah. a lot of discussion because he had a bad preseason game, but it was just one preseason game. We saw him shine I, last season, especially, again, going forward, he's going to continue to have his chances. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he's definitely, you know, going to have his chances. You're right on the money with that. But I honestly, I don't know, man. It's, we, I don't, I don't think we actually won the preseason games, even though we did, because we were getting spanked. You know, on the first quote unquote first team and everything like that. So, but yeah. I like to fight in all the other dudes that we have. But you know, it's it, it's I don't know. I'm sort of happy in a way that we are getting slapped around because now the guys got to look at themselves and really evaluate themselves. You know, it's one thing when mm-hmm. you do good in the preseason, but when it's like you know you're getting you're getting ragdolled in certain types of things, guys are blowing right past you. You can't make the snap counts correctly. And then, too, you're only using, like, one type of defense in a way. That's on Ulbrich, and he's not switching it up. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it, it's, he's a strange fish, you know? That cat is weird. But I, I, I don't know why he doesn't – like, if it's not working, why, why do you keep the same defense in? You know what I mean? The same format, same yeah. type. That, and it, it's – that was crushing to me in a way, too. But that, I hope, you know, preseason for coaches, too. Yeah, that's what surprised me as well. When you watch this team, I mean, you look around and guys are just running wide open in the secondary. And, I, again, I understand oh. it's preseason. But this is what we saw in the first game, too. Guys just running around wide open. I mean, did that surprise you as well, Rusty? Yeah, yeah, that shocked me. I, I didn't see that coming again. I thought we were getting that riffraff out of our – you know, just wasn't going to be us. And I hope it's not us, yep. you know, because good teams do play terrible in preseason. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. We just got to get it together and we'll get on the same page type of deal. And that's including the coaches too, man, because there's something. I don't know. Like, good, keep LaFleur. He's good. He's allowed to stay in his crow's nest. You know, get him off the field. That's the one dude you don't want on there. Thank God, you know, we try to figure that out. But I don't know. As far as those other guys, they got to get on the same page, man. It's killing me. Yeah. It ain't easy being so green. You, we know this. Yeah, it's not. So when you look at the situation, because we're talking about guys that really, you know, should step up or need to step up, a lot of Jets fans are starting to really get on Mike White. There's a lot of them, especially with the way that Strievler has looked these past two games. Now, again, going forward, we'll see what they do in the Giants game. Again, we've seen, uh, you know, Sulla talking about how one day he wants to start, you know, the starter guys and get him out there. The next day he doesn't want to play, so we'll see what happens going forward. Hopefully we see more starters in this next upcoming game, but if we don't, should Strebler be given time earlier in the game just to kind of see what he has? Because this is a guy that a lot of fans are saying should end up being the New York Jets' number three quarterback. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, I do. That kid is awesome. Like, he tries, man. He's like what Tebow tried to be. Yeah, like, He's like the evil, like, you know how you have Mario and Wario? He's like the <laughs> Wario version of Tebow. That's how I picture him. Because he's got the same number. He plays similar, but he can actually throw. He's got tattoos. You know, he he won a, the Winnipeg Cup or whatever it was. He's, you know, sort of got like yeah. a fluty worn moon in him. And um, it, it's and, – and Kurt Warner. Jeez, I can't believe I almost forgot that guy. Good God. And so who knows? You know, like I want to – I want to see him start against the Giants because I don't even think mm. – I don't – is Flacco even starting against the Giants? I don't think so, right? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't personally think they'll do that because that's why they held Flacco out in this game. It's, it's yeah. looking again like he probably is gonna be the starter going into the season because of the injury to Zach Wilson. But mm-hmm. you know, so if 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 we keep true to what Sulla has done so far again, he could change that. But if we keep true to it, then it's probably just gonna be Mike White and Strebler. And if we're talking about the way the Strebler's looked, again, he's done that against the third, fourth string guys. Can Strebler yeah. do this against maybe the ones, twos, you know, or the late ones, maybe twos that, that the Giants may throw yeah, out the there? Yeah, the mixtures. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see if yeah. it's because I'm waiting. I want to see this guy, you know, in under better competition, see if he can continue to give us that spark. Because not only is he doing things with his arm, right, he's throwing the ball, you know, pretty well, he's moving with his feet, too. This guy had 33 yards. He's doing comebacks. Take off. Yeah, he is. And that opens the yeah, he's doing, He already has back-to-back comeback victories, you know? Man. It's crazy, man. It's weird. Yeah, and he's, it, it, it opens up the playbook because now you can run, you know, options with this guy because he can move. It yeah. really can confuse the defense. So The team's alive. You see the guys reacting differently. It's, yeah. you know, you, it's it's visible. Yeah. Yeah, I so like I'm him, wondering, man. man. I, 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 I'm wondering what he can do going forward. I wonder what he can do going forward, man, for real. But I'll tell you what, this wide receiver competition continues to heat up, especially, again, we saw Strebler connect with Lawrence Cager for a touchdown, you know, a really yeah. solid touchdown run at 65 yards in a TD. What do you make of this wide receiver scrum at this point, man? Is Cager a guy – or not wide receiver scrum, the, the, the scrum there, you know, at tight end. Is Cager a guy that you could see beating out Wesco and getting a spot? It's an awesome problem, dude. It really is. I I I think yeah. I mean, I like West Coast West Coast. I like Westco because he's a good blocker. 
You know, like he doesn't have the best hands. You know, he did pretty good in West Virginia, but dude, mm-hmm. Cager, wow. You know, he, jeez, <laughs> that's freaking he awesome. He good. I, I, yeah, yeah, man. And I, I think if there's going to be anybody to get cut out of the quote unquote like tight ends, I think it's probably going to be Westco. I mean, you'd have mm. to in a way, you know. Yeah. I think you would because. Yaboa is going to chill out. He's going to be around. Cager. And then you you, you have Rucker, and you have uh, Conklin and, and Uzmanza. Oh, God, it's been a long day. Uzama. Uzama. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're, so but, how, many yeah. tight ends, how many tight ends do you think the New York Jets will keep? Jeez, that was, I just named five, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. Good God, I, yeah, it is. Yeah, how many? Do you I, know, what you'd have to throw one of those dudes on the practice card, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they can, if they can go in. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. honestly, I don't either. I think the Jets. I think the Jets may keep at the most. You know, they'll keep four again with with Uzama, Conklin, Rucker, who clearly is going to make it. We just drafted him, but if anybody's going to go, it's probably going to be Wesco to keep Cager, and that's if Cager stays a tight end. Again, they can, you know, switch his designation, uh, which might actually be what they do, because when you look at this wide receiver position, things are shaking out rough there, too, and I got some questions for you on that as well, but uh, you look at this wide receiver position, after the fir- the top four, there's spots available, you know? I want to yeah. know, how many wide receivers do you think the Jets keep? Do you think they keep six? I damn math that knows numbers <laughs> to make fifty three. I, I it's oh god, like what do you do? Like I don't know, man. Like honestly, what do you do? Yeah. What you have five tight ends, like four, four, three, five running backs, uh, seven to to five wide receivers. Where I think you'd have to, you know, cause just because it's seventeen games, I think you'd have to keep seven wide receivers. To where that's probably where Cager is going to get in because they can quote unquote flip him as a wide receiver tight end type of deal to where, you know, you mm-hmm. can get less is more to where you get a two for one special basically, you know. Yeah, I, I, it, it's. Gonna I be don't crazy. know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it just. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you do? It's going to be. going to be really interesting to see how they handle the situation because again, wide receiver. You know, typically you'll keep about six wide receivers. So again, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios. After that, there's some question marks. Jeff Smith is a guy that's looked really, really good, right? Do you want to move on from him? Yeah. Then you got Denzel Mims, who Denzel Mims has looked solid. He's looked solid. He did yeah. things last yeah. year. Well, there's got there's been question marks about him, and there's been guys on his back. Tariq Black has looked good too. I know he was dealing with the injury. Um, I don't know what type. It was some type of, of head injury, maybe you know something like that. That was going on with him. Again, details are still coming forward about that. But I'll tell you what, Tariq Black has looked good. Calvin Johnson Jr. has looked good. We've seen Irvin Charles as well put in some work. And, again, you know, there's so many guys there. So if they keep six, you're going to end up, you know, getting rid of a couple guys to keep only two out of that list. And to me, I think Jeff Smith is a guy that ends up making it. And I think that Mims, I think that Mims has done enough. I think he's done enough. I think so, too, but. But then that's do you, seven do you right think there, that and then what do you do about Cager and then everybody else? Dude, it's going to be uh, – well, it, you, it you It's going to be broken hearts for cut day on us fans for sure. I might be one it of is. them. I probably will. It is. You could keep Cager as a tight end, though. 
You could do that. You could keep Cage as a tight end, keep four yeah. tight ends. That'd probably just give you three running backs at, at the most, right? So you're probably getting rid of Knight, which is going to be a tough cut. Then, you know, you got to make cuts everywhere else. So it's, 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 it's rough, man, but there's, this is a good problem to have when you have so much yeah. bubbling talent that you're just excited about keeping these guys on the roster. You know what I'm saying? It really is. And I like P. Ryan more than I do Coleman. But yeah, I don't know. I know wow. the Jets don't. Really? Yeah. I, I'm a P. Ryan guy. Yeah, I like P. Ryan. Wow. I do. There's something about him. You know, he's probably he's definitely going to get released from us and just, I don't know, he'll, he'll probably do like the, you know, he'll be a good secondary or third type of running back to hit people. You know what I mean? Like in bad weather games type of deal or, you know, when everyone's exhausted. I don't know. There's something about him, man. He's pretty he, – He what does he average? He averages basically like, what, 4.3 to, to 5.1 yards a, a carry. Every time he touches it, he's always going forward. You never see him in the back of the field. He had one touch in the preseason, I think, last game, and he got a touchdown. Now, we had good blocking on that, but still, he saw it and didn't get – I don't know. I, I'm a you know, I'm a P. Ryan guy, and I'm not a fan of the Gators either. I hate them, actually. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, That's yeah, college. he's looked good, man. Listen, he's looked good. So my final question before I let you go, Rusty. Look, man, Michael Clemens, to me, has really <laughs> looked great. Give me your thoughts about him. Have you been impressed with some of the things that he's been able to do on the field? Yeah, I love that guy, man. He's just like the kind of dude that you just don't want to meet, but you do. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. he's, he's that – if there was, like, the video game for, like, the mercenary or just the type of guy – like um, no country for old men, you know the guy who walks around with the shotgun and just doesn't say anything, but he's just all about business. That's mm-hmm. that's like Clemens, you know. But and I, I just love how his attitude is. It really is. like because when you ask him questions, he takes it and fully digests it, and then he talks and he talks real and and he, he just he's always go on the field. I like that. I want to see how he does against you know the ones, of course, and everything like that. But I mean. <laughs> When you sprinkle in, you know, uh, baby Kiwi in there, and you have Watson, and you have all everybody else, and you start throwing them in there, he's going to do. Um, yeah, he's. I think he's going to do some damage, and then some. He might be like that type of Harrison type of guy, like James Harrison, because yeah. you know, he doesn't even have an NFL body yet. He still has a college body. Like it doesn't matter that he's 25. You know, he's still going to put on that NFL. So, I'm 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 glad that. That guy is on our side. He literally reminds me of like that, like just a bull chilling on his own hill. And it's like, yeah, go ahead, jump into the pen. You're so screwed. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it, it, that's how he reminds. You know, it's it's. I, I I like that guy. It was that was a solid pick for us. You know, that really was. That was a good. Uh, I hope he really works out, man, because his attitude and the way he brings it, and I, I hope it does. So what- you know. So what what position group battle are you looking forward to seeing or watching the most, you know, with the Giants? Is there a guy that you're looking at that you're thinking, hey, you have to have a solid game in this upcoming game, upcoming preseason game, to really, you know, put the stamp and cement yourself on the roster? Hmm. Probably in the running back department. Either or, mm. you know, like just a gauntlet of dudes. I And that's a tough one, too, because it's probably – like a three-headed monster in a way, and it's all on offense for me. It would probably be like, you know, the tight ends, the wide receivers, and the running backs. Because mm-hmm. we're going to have to find out 
And then maybe sprinkle in some shaver in there too, you know, shreveler. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. Tim Tebow's evil twin or cousin. It's great. I like that guy. Well, I hope he. I, I I really like him. I hope he starts for I guess against the Giants. Yeah. I, like I mean, that. you know, we're we're gonna see what's going on again. We'll see what, how Stella handles the situation. But I tell you what. There are some guys that have really been fighting hard and performing well. But listen, Rusty, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too, Joe, and salutes to the savages. Have a great one, guys. Uh, you have a good one. Listen, Rusty calling in. We're t- continuing on with the lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell if you like to give the super chats there. The cash app is at the bottom of the screen if you want to give that way. Anything you give to the stream is greatly appreciated. Next, we're going to my guy, Tim. Tim, we're coming directly to you. Yo. Thank you for calling tonight. Tim, what is going on, my man? Listen, we are talking tonight. We are talking about it all. Give me your thoughts about the performance of the New York Jets in this preseason game against the Falcons, were you surprised at how many guys were running wide open in the secondary early? Uh, yeah, I was. As a matter of fact, uh, first of all, how you doing? You doing well? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. Good, good. It's been a while since I talked to you. Shout out to all the people in the chat. Um, yeah, you know, I actually I talked to Rich Eisen this morning on his show, and he wasn't trying to uh, elaborate on the Jets' preseason as much as I was looking for. So I'm going to give you an opportunity that Rich Eisen lost on me this morning. <laughs> How does that sound? Okay. <laughs> All right. So I got it. So, so what I what I was my my take on that preseason game is as follows, right? Obviously, so w- whenever you're trying to analyze the situation, you want to look at it and you want to say, okay, let's talk about all those factors we already know about going in. And and that's what I try to do. So going into a game like this, I'm already thinking about things like, all right, it's not your typical game. You know, they had a game no. plan for Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson in the preseason that kind of went to smoke and they had to kind of, you know, get back to with Joe Flacco and, and rehash a little bit. So I think a lot of people going in were like, okay, Joe Flacco, veteran, we should see some nice, crisp, sharp passing. We should see some some super hardcore defense early on because those are our starters. And then it, it kind of turned into this situation, and this is what I asked Rich. I was like, you know, what's your take on the first half Jets versus the second half Jets in Atlanta Falcons? And he actually admitted he didn't watch the second half. So I was like, so I was kind of, you know, I was up a creek there because I couldn't really get a, a good answer, but – I was hoping maybe okay. you had some thoughts on on that because you know how as as Jets fans we always say to ourselves like they always start slow they never come out yeah. and like you know it's very rare that they come out and they walk down the field and score a touchdown in their first possession, um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of plagued us over the years and I and I was a little bit scared watching that first half because I'm thinking okay I know they have a lot of adversity but is part of this like what we're used to seeing where they kind of have to get themselves up to play in a deficit, and then all of a sudden in the second no. half? Like, why is, why is Shreveler you know. performing better than our starts? That's what, you know what I mean? Okay, like, so, should we be scared? Yeah. No, no. So, so here's the thing, Tim, and, and I hear what you're saying, but I, I think, like you said earlier, I think we have to keep in mind of what type of game this is, right? This is a preseason game. So at the same time, Shreveler did come yeah. in and provide a spark, but I think the biggest question with Shreveler is, 
the level of competition that he's playing against, right? So we got to wonder, mm-hmm. again, Strebler's playing against third-string, fourth-string guys. That's why I want to see him earlier in games because I want to see if he can do this, you know, provide this same spark and play just as well against, you know, maybe the late first-string, second-string, and then third-string. Sure. That's why I want to see him get more time. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Now, playing at a deficit, right, is not – like, it wasn't our thing. We were just playing really bad. And I think that that was very apparent. That was very apparent. When you look at how the Falcons were out there, they seemed to have a sense of urgency. There seemed to be mm-hmm. guys out there that were like, they knew, listen, my spot is on the line. You know, I'm being going to be held accountable. If I don't get to where I need to go, if I don't make this play, I could be gone. And Arthur Smith, mm-hmm. they kept panning the camera to him. It wasn't like it was like some regular. No, Arthur Smith was out there coaching like it was serious business. Like he wants oh, them yeah. done a certain way, and he wants them done a certain way now. So when Riddler made a mistake, he was yelling. When, the off- when their offense was making, you know, uh, boneheaded uh, penalties and stuff like that and costing themselves on drives, stalling a lot of their offensive drives due to the bonehead penalties – Arthur Smith ripped into those guys when they came. Uh, I think they had a, a holding call that killed one of their drives coming down offensively. And when they came to the sidelines, he was cursing at people, telling them to get there. Oh, you know, again, we don't curse on the show. Get your butts. <laughs> Sit your butts down. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to let you know about what you just did. You know, and he, he was letting guys have it. When guys weren't making reads, when things were to happen, he was, there just seemed like to be a sense of urgency and much a sense of seriousness. And, again, I love Robert Sella. I love this coaching staff, but it seemed like on the Jets side, it really wasn't. It was just very – everything was kind of dead. Everything was lackadaisical. We saw guys getting heavily penalized. Right, We saw the team heavily mm-hmm. penalized, 11 penalties for 104 yards. There was a lot of bonehead mistakes. And, again, this is just preseason. I want to be very clear when I say that. I'm not saying anything about Coach or nothing. Right. I'm just saying it right. was clear as day that there was a difference in – I don't know, seriousness about the game or something. You know, to me, it yeah, just seemed yeah, like a clear difference. Yeah, that's how I felt, too. Right. That's how I felt. Yeah. I, came away, I came away feeling a certain way after I watched that game. And, and it, it was like, it was bittersweet because obviously, I, you know, it was nice to see that the third and fourth string guys can come in and be scrappy. I understand they're not playing against the best people, but still, like, they, they come and they play as a team and, and they've actually kind of won the game for us these past two preseason games. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one, one thing that comes to mind when you were talking about the difference between Atlanta and the Jets and how they look is one word that popped into my head was identity. I felt like, I felt like when Atlanta took the field with their starters, they had a very cohesive identity. They seemed to all know exactly what they were doing. They even seemed to be able to read one another a little bit between Kyle Pitts and Mariota on that deep ball. And... Mm-hmm. I, I just got no sense of that when I'm looking at the Jets. Now, obviously, you say, okay, they're in a well, rebuild. There's a lot of young players. They have to gel. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much of well, an excuse to, that is anymore. Yeah, Tim, I hear you. But you have to keep in mind that we didn't play a lot of our starters at all. You know, so they're, uh, again, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of things are shaking out. Look, and, again, that's why I say, look, I, there are some things that I'm very disappointed in, right, because we did have some guys out there that were competing for starting spots, particularly on defense. I understand we didn't have our starters, but guys running around wide open in our secondary, that shouldn't happen. Watching Bryce Hall, a guy who's competing for a starting spot, really have a rough game, you know, bothered me. Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. He'll bounce, yeah, he'll bounce back from that. But, 
you know, there, there are some things that can shake out a little bit differently. But, again, when you look at particularly our offense, I want to ask you because there are some guys out there that were making plays that have been very impressive. One of those guys is Lawrence Cager. What are your thoughts about him, and do you think that he makes the squad as a tight end? Do you think he'll be able to make the roster this year? Uh, you know, I would have to suspect that there must be some kind of glaring downside to his game. Uh, unless he, is he young? Is he young, Joe? Is he like a, is he a I rookie? I mean, he's fairly young. Yeah, he's not a rookie, but he, he's fairly young. He's been here. But I think the big thing that's been a hurdle for him in the past is, is uh, health. He's definitely been hurt quite okay. a bit with his cost okay. him. But I'm telling you, this guy is, you know, used to be a yeah. wide receiver. They switched to tight end. Dude, he, is a, he looks like he can really be a weapon here, for real. Like, he's a he big looks real guy. Good. He looks, he, yep. Yeah, yep. he looks real good guy. yesterday. I wasn't, I wasn't, exactly. I wasn't familiar. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm sorry. I wasn't familiar with him, Joe, but uh, I did see the catches that he made yesterday, a couple first downs. He looked fast. He looked fast. He looked good with his hands. Uh, and he looked sharp on his routes. But, again, I didn't know that he wasn't a rookie. I thought he was a rookie because I hadn't heard of him. If he if he actually has only been sidelined because of health issues, then I would have mm-hmm. to tend to agree with you there that he actually looked like he could be a, like a, a real contributor to the offense as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not, you know, sure, I'm you know, not we'll, sure why he wouldn't move up the depth chart. I mean, because cause Ruckert is ahead of him on the depth chart, right? I would. Yeah. I mean, again, we got we got Conklin, Uzama, we got Ruckert, and now again, Cager is a tight end. Wesco did not look very good. So with Cager doing his thing, again, the guy that's been here, he's been on the practice squad before, he's kind of been around. He's still a guy that, Mm -hmm. you know, is relatively young. He can do his thing here. I'm just really impressed by him, some of the things that he's done this offseason, especially again. You think they're going to keep keep three? Uh, You think they're going to keep four tight ends on the roster? Conklin, Uzama, Rucker? Yeah. I, I think it's a possibility, yeah. again, with Uzama, Conklin, Ruckert, and the way that Cager is still putting things together. This is a guy, again, that still is a, is a young guy. He can put some stuff together mm-hmm. and really make it happen. And if not, maybe they flip him, and we t- I talked about this earlier, flip him back to being a wide receiver. Maybe they change the designation again, you know, and flip him back mm-hmm. to being a wide receiver and maybe slide him into that wide receiver spot. And that's my next and final question for you, Tim, because you've been bringing it. When you look at this wide receiver <laughs> position, Mims is competing. You know, he's looked good. We got Tariq Black out there. He's looking solid. You know, we're seeing stuff from Jeff Smith. If the Jets keep six wide receivers, right, so, of course, the top four spots mm-hmm. are going to be taken with Davis and uh, Davis and Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, those last two roster spots, who would you give them to at, that, at this point? Mm, that is a great question. Um So all right, so so starters are going to be Barrios, um, mm-hmm. Elijah Moore, um, uh, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and who's the other and one? Corey and Corey Davis. And Corey Davis. Davis. Elijah Moore, oh. Corey Davis, yeah. Garrett Wilson, Braxton. Two spots. I don't who, know who because, are you because well, because we do have, like you said, we do have um, those two other guys who aren't as well known that have been balling a little bit. But then you got Mims. I, I don't know what to say about Mims. Like, I, I can't tell if they're trying to do, like, a PR thing for him in preseason where they're just giving <laughs> him a bunch of looks and, like, trying to make him yeah. look real good so they, can deal, so they can deal him, like, directly after the mm-hmm. roster cuts or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't, I, I, I don't know, man. I can't see 
if they're going to keep anybody, it's got to be Mims, and I think they dropped those other those other two guys uh, that you mentioned. Okay. Um, so if you give Mims, if we keep six, you got four with Mims. That's five. Who else are you giving the last spot to? Uh, who are the one, who are the names? Give me the names. Jeff Smith is left. Tariq Black is left, and Calvin Johnson Jr. is left, along with Ir- Irvin Charles. Oh my god, I know nothing about any of them, so I'm going to go with Megatron <laughs> Jr. <laughs> Okay, Tim, listen, Calvin, all right, you took Calvin Johnson and, and him. I respect that. I respect that. Listen, Tim, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You called in and you brought some fire to it. I'm not going to lie. Thanks, man. Yeah, you good brought some fire to, to it. I want to thank you, for, thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, man. You too. I'll be listening. Take care, everybody. Absolutely. Peace out. Listen, Tim called in. He gave us what he had, man. He gave us what he had. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy from North Carolina. You already know what time it is, man. You know, salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. How are you feeling, man? How you doing, Joe? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. Listen, we're sitting here talking Jets. We're talking this last preseason game. I just, you know, been discussing this with a couple of the last callers, man. Were you surprised at how just kind of lethargic and lackadaisical the Jets kind of came out and played in the first half? Let me tell you, it's rare I get a chance to check out the Jets because, you know, my airport schedule doesn't allow it when they're playing on Sundays at 1 o'clock. But it's rare. Yep. I got a chance to check them out on ESPN. I was uh, horrified at the pass defense. Bryce Hall didn't look good at all, man. I don't oh. know. He's like, he regressed a little bit. I'm a little worried about him because, you know, since he's been with us, he's he's usually held his own and made some pass defenses. He just didn't rack up a lot of interceptions. But he was able to be mm-hmm. in good position and uh, look a lot more solid this time around. I don't know. He didn't look very good at all. I'm not used to seeing the Jet defense play this poorly even though they did yep. make the adjustment in the second half, you know, shut them down. But uh, they're going to have to get it together. I'm a little worried about uh, our defensive coordinator and what he's doing. I like what we're doing on the front side, you know, being aggressive, uh, coming off the ball, rushing forward, which is what I've been wanting the Jets to do for the last several decades is make that switch, you know, back to the 4-3. That's part of their tradition, New York Stock Exchange, and they finally done that. But on that back side, it's a little soft. Little Saul, yeah. outside of uh, Sauce Gardner and uh, our safety, we acquired in free agency. We got some pieces back there. So we have to see what, what happens this next preseason game. Hopefully they'll they'll play a lot better. I'm, I'm really really scared about the matchup in week one because we know how good Baltimore <laughs> is. And uh, we're going to yeah. have to really yeah. have it together. Yeah, listen, I, I was shocked as well when I watched – Guys running around wide open in our secondary. Yeah, and, again, yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, again, Pitts, yes, he beat, you know, Bryce Hall clean, right? But then you had guys like Ferkser running around for a 39-yard game just by itself. They had another tight end. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name, but number 85. This guy was not a burner, nothing. He was slow as dirt, and he was running around <laughs> in our secondary by itself. I was like, "What is? Is this Christmas? Because we're giving everybody a gift." It was insane. Yeah, yeah. It was like there You're was not so kidding. many guys wow. running around. I, I, I just, I, I did, I couldn't understand it. And again, like you said, Bryce Hall was having a bad game, but it was like, "What is going on over here?" Like guys are just getting destroyed, and you know, just running around. And, and it is, it's concerning because look, I, again, and I'm gonna keep 
preference is, you know, that, that with this is I understand we didn't play a lot of our starters. I get that. But this is the same thing that we saw in the first preseason game where yes, guys were exactly. running around wide open Ooh. in our secondary, and everybody was looking around like, hey, what the heck is going on? And there was quite but a bit of starters out there. I believe, I believe if we played Atlanta for real, you know Sauce Gardner would be on uh, Kyle Pitts. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah Sauce would. Gardner would be lined up on Pitts to try to neutralize him, and then they would be up to our other corners to try to contain their other wide receivers. You know, if it was for real. Mm-hmm. You know that, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we gotta we gotta get it together because boy, boy, oh boy, oh, yeah. I didn't like what I saw there. Now, as we continued on, though, there were some guys that made some great yeah. plays, especially a guy like Jonathan Marshall, who really showed up and showed out. Mm-hmm. Michael Clemens looked good too. Give me your thoughts on those two guys, man. How are you feeling about some of the things that we've seen from them, some of the production we've seen from them just in preseason? Uh, in the case of Jonathan Marshall, it probably took him another preseason game to kind of get it in gear. I know he showed out well last year under uh, Williams, our other defensive coordinator. He looked very impressive last year's preseason. If you remember, he almost I think he had a safety. Did he have a safety last year in preseason? Something like that. I, I know he showed out. He looked very impressive. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clemens, you know, Clemens basically is not your typical rookie. He's really a man really coming out as a rookie in a rookie campaign. This is really a grown man. <laughs> Let's not mm-hmm. get it twisted. Michael yeah. Simmons is not your typical rookie. He looks like a man. man. He has the strength in him of, of a more developed prospect that's been in the league mm-hmm. three or four years and had the opportunity, you know, to build the strength, you know, to that level that you expect someone who's been, been in the league a little bit longer. Clemens just needs technique refinement, and I think if they can refine his technique a little bit, he has a chance to really be special, really be good. And that might yeah. push uh, Jermaine Johnson back a little bit, but I know his time is coming. He's going to get mm. his share of snaps when the time comes, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I, uh, listen, Michael Clemens, he's been very impressive so far. I think he's a guy that's definitely going to be – within the rotation, just going to be an absolute monster. When he gets his snaps, he's been he making is. some impact. And even if he's not, like, getting sacks, right, he's not getting enough. The pressures, the hurries that we're seeing from him is huge as well. He's oh, yeah. getting guys off of their spots. And like you said, you can tell in the press conferences, dude, he is such a focused individual. That's what I call a focused he individual. He is. He's very straight for straight to the point, and you can tell he's very, very – professional he wants to go out there and make sure that he does what he needs to do effectively and Jonathan Marshall who had two back-to-back big plays uh, yesterday this guy's that does nothing but bode well for the New York Jets defensive line rotation as well because again we had a lot of issues last season you know what I'm saying guys running on us we couldn't get to the passer well so many pieces added now things are different so things are really looking up for the Jets at least their front is looking a lot better than it did last season Secondary still oh, needs yeah. to flesh some things out, but hopefully, you know, things go. But when we go over to the offensive side of the ball, listen, Mike White, kind of up and down last night, a little erratic. We saw oh, yeah, Strickler come yeah, in and yeah. play well, though. Give me your thoughts about this. I got a lot of Jets fans saying that the Jets should just cut Mike White, make Strickler our third-string quarterback. Do you agree with them? I think Strickler, the way he looked to me, Last night, he looks like a candidate to be our third quarterback, honestly. Mm. Mike White will probably wind up being a trade candidate. 
That word, that, mm. that talk had been floating out there for months about the possibility of trading Mike White. I could see that happening because yep. Strebler's yep. going to make it very, very difficult for them to, to turn him loose. It's going to be very difficult to let this guy go. He has the tools mm. where he's like a knockoff of Zach Wilson. He can move. He can scramble. It's exciting watching him play. You know, his mold, his style of play suits us in the type of West mm-hmm. Coast we're, we're trying to run, a quarterback that can be efficient at the same time has the ability to break off the runs, you know, read option. You can do uh, bootlegs. You can do different things because he's mobile. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a more viable long-term backup. He's young, and he could be with us for, for quite a while as our backup, you know? Mm. So you're ready to move forward with him as well and make him our uh, our third-string quarterback too. I, there's a lot of people – that I've gone back and forth with, and they've been like, listen, Joe, it is time to move on from Mike White. This guy, Strebler, is showing us something. He is extremely yeah. impressive. I will say, I, I want to see him get time against, you know, the earlier guys, the, the greater competition, to truly see, is this for real or is this a mirage? Is this something that he can only <laughs> yeah, do against yeah. the third string, fourth string guys, or is he serious? You know what I mean? I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I'm that's right, right to think that, though, right? I'm right to think that. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're correct. He still has a few tests tests to go, and uh, there's a lot of going on probably behind the scenes and practices that we don't have privy to, the inside look at this team, that the scouts and uh, probably Joe Douglas, the general manager and the head coach and OC are probably seeing an even longer extended look at him. We've just seen a little glimpse, you know, just some preseason looks. But uh, I yep. wouldn't be surprised if he, if he winds up being our third quarterback. I'd be pretty pleased because I like the elements that he brings, his mobility, just as moxie, the way he plays the game, you know what I'm saying, with such energy yep. and enthusiasm and mobility. That's really exciting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, another thing that's been really exciting to watch as well is this wide receiver competition here, man. Do you think Mims oh, yeah. has done enough at this point to warrant – him winning a roster's position here? It's close. <laughs> it feels close. It's close. I'm not sure it's, it's going to be close. You know, the final cut, cut down date's coming. It's going to be close. Because I think mm-hmm. if it comes down to him and a cat like Lawrence Cager, you have to go with Lawrence Cager, you know. Oh, wow. Because of, well, I mean, oh, look, yeah, because of the versatility, are, you know. Oh, yeah. Because so are you, a wide are you are you flipping? Uh, yeah, are you flipping Cager back to wide receiver? Because there's been a lot of talk about that. A lot of people saying, "Listen, flip him back to wide receiver. Keep three tight ends, right? With Uzama, Conklin, and Rucker. So is that what you're doing? And then you're who else are you taking? If if the Jets only keep six wide receivers and you want to keep Cager, who else are you taking for that last spot? See the thing about Cager because he's versatile. They can do both. He can serve in a dual role, both tight end and wide receiver. Because he's been a wide receiver, he's taken a lot of snaps as wide receiver, and he appears to be making a successful transition to tight end. That would be an interesting piece, chess piece for LaFleur to use, especially week one in matchups against the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lawrence Cager could be a very important weapon against them. Let's say they run two, three wide receiver sets. You've got two, two tight ends in the set. And maybe one is maybe down the three point stance, motioning out. That could be Cager, and that could create different mm. kind of matchup problems. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could see that. It's just it's really interesting just to see how this is going to match up, man. Outside of yeah. you know Mims and Cager, what are your thoughts about the other guys? Because Tariq Black, 
Calvin Johnson Jr., Jeff Smith, could you see those guys grabbing a roster spot at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they've done enough. I think they've mm-hmm. done enough to possibly possibly make the roster. Now, I don't know what options the Jets have in terms of putting people on the practice squad. And how does the, mm-hmm. the system work in terms of claiming players or, or, mm-hmm. or getting players off practice squad? I don't know how that system works because sometimes the, the team will try to tuck players away and then a team will go in there and uh, claim those players or tweet them out of there. Off. I'm not yeah. quite sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys so that's an option as well. Yeah, they're, they're, that, the rules have changed. I remember because I remember guys were getting stashed before. Um, I get, McCown, I remember, got stashed one time on a practice squad. And I was like, what? The rules, <laughs> these rules don't make any sense. He's not supposed to be able to, but he did. It was, it was, it's weird. So the rules are all yeah, over the is, place. Yeah, it but it's, it's going to be interesting to see who they're going to be able to stash, man, if they have to cut a guy again. Because if you look at our running back position, Knight is also a guy that a lot of people are talking about. But it's like, do the Jets keep four running backs, and if they don't, he could be a candidate for a guy that we can end up stashing on the practice squad. So, listen, man, this has been a phenomenal call. Before I let you go, give me a name of uh-huh. a guy or maybe a couple guys that you're going to be looking at in this next upcoming game to really have a solid game so that they can push to really make a roster spot here. Oh, uh, I would probably have to say our backup quarterback, uh, Wheeler. Probably. I think he has to be high, high on my list. And uh, Lawrence Cager. It's going to be some people that are on the fence, definitely. I know Mims is on the list. Uh, Hoff is on the list. And um, the defensive end we drafted from Florida, you know what I'm talking about. He's uh, on, on the uh, Zaniga as well. He's trying. He's trying to get it together. He's trying to make mm-hmm. that final push, you know, to make the roster. So that's that's a couple of names in there you can say to, to keep an eye on definitely to see if they can mm-hmm. make that yeah. final uh, roster cut. Yeah. If we can salvage those yeah. guys and have them look good and, and, and flash some of that potential is uh, the reason we drafted them. That's good for the Jets and it's good for our overall depth chart, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Listen, I got to slide off, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You had a phenomenal call. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too now. You take care. All right. You have a good one. Listen, my guy from North Carolina calls in, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's a real Jets Always love talking to him. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We also slid a poll into the uh, into the chat, man. All the savages. I want to know. Do you think Mike White should be our third string quarterback? I want to know. Let me know. You know what I'm saying? Keep on answering. We'll close the poll in just a second. Next, I'm going to my guy, Dele85. Listen, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Dele. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 85 is a savage, man. Come on, man. Relax, everybody. Relax, dog. You know what I'm saying? Relax, bro. Listen, salute to you. I want to thank you for coming on in here, calling in tonight. We talking Jets Falcons, man. Give me your thoughts about this game, man. We came out and looked horrific. 
<laughs> we early look flat, man. So, yeah, give me your thoughts about the flat very, start. Oh. We look very, very flat. And like you said earlier in the show, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because Salah was brought on the precipice that he was, you know, is predicated on his defense. So the fact that we've mm-hmm. seen all the secondary with the real soft and people running wide open, and I get it that it's a preseason game, but that doesn't bode well for us. Like, because I mean, this is what I thought your bread and butter. If anything else was trash or was, was subpar, I knew the defense was still going to be a bright spot. And you know, mm-hmm. early on in the preseason, I know it's only preseason. It's not looking like that, and it's really giving me room for concern, man, room for pause. Because it's like, bro. When Rex was here, that was one thing we could always hang our hat on. No matter what or how trash the offense was, we knew Rex was not going to let us get embarrassed on defense. And we could always mm-hmm. hang our hat on that. Like, all right, as long as we keep us in the game, we get a couple of bounces here or, you know, a fumble here or there, we, we might be able to steal that game. So that's how we used mm-hmm. to always, you know, as long as we have a good defense just to keep us in the game and then the offense would overachieve and do, you know, what they were supposed to do or, or, or you know what I'm saying, supersede what they were supposed to do or the expectation, and we would be fine. But if our calling mm-hmm. card, our bread and butter, isn't formidable, it isn't stout, it isn't on par with what we are used to seeing and expecting to see, that's not good, bro. You can't have both sides mm-hmm. of the ball being trash. Because <laughs> if both sides yeah. are trash, you might not have a head coaching job at least very long. You know what I'm saying? They're going to throw you under the bus. The, G, the, G, the GM is going to say, hey, I don't know. I, I got all these draft picks. You did this. You know, it is. and, and he, he, he's going to be right because we, we don't gave Joe all the credit, Joe Douglas all the credit. Oh, we got Jermaine Johnson, Sauce Garner, Brees Hall, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and Garrett Wilson. Now it's up to the coach. Now it's up to you. You got to coach. You got to mold these players into, into professional players because that's what they – but that's what they expect from you, the coach. If I can't perform, yeah. that's not on me. That's on the coaching. And this is what I used to say back in the days when everybody was talking about men, men, men. That's not an indictment on men. That's an indictment on the coach because you can't see what he's struggling with and you can't make the necessary adjustments. That's not on, mm. that's not on men. He's only doing mm. as much as what you teach him to do. And then when you're getting him to try to learn different positions instead of concentrating on what he does well – it's 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 room for disaster. I'm telling you. I said that from the beginning. Everybody was like, "Oh no, they gotta he gotta you know do other stuff in other other roles." That's just a cop out, in my opinion. Rex knew somebody okay. was oh. good at this position. He's not gonna put a guy that's good at the square in in, in the square hole and in, in the square position, the square situation, and put him in a circle hole in the circle position. He's good to be in the square, just like that guy's good to be in the circle. I'm not going to ask the guy who's great at being a circle, oh, now I want you to become a square and excel at being a square. I'm a circle. And I hear you, D. I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, like, yeah. they want to make sure, just just to speaking with uh, about Mims, they want to make sure that he understands or understood at the time the reason why they were sending him out, you know, according to them, and they came out and said this, that he yeah. didn't understand where he needed to be within the playbook. You know, he didn't understand all the roles. They want to throw him out there. But there was a lot of people that echoed the same sentiments that you said, and I get it. If he's a weapon, if you can utilize him, you put him out there. But that's just not the way this coaching staff works, and I understand that. But, again, yeah. I understand your take, yeah. D. But I'll tell you what, it was, and, again, we did not play all our starters. 
I, I want to say that, but That's, it that was is, very concerning. It was very concerning to see guys running around mm-hmm. wide open in the secondary. Wide we open. saw that in the, first, in the first game too, D. We saw that in the first yeah. game where guys were running around wide open and there were starters that were out there. Of course, we didn't play all of our starters in that game either, but there were starters that were out there and guys were just – so I don't know if it's miscommunication. I don't know what it is, but they need to clean that up. Now, D, I want to ask they you this, man. When you look at Bryce Hall in this game, do you think that this game has cost him his competition for that number one cornerback spot? Do you think it's costing him, man? Uh, I mean, it is Kyle Pitts, though. You understand? It's not like it was just some Wrangler, you know, ranky-dink uh, player. Kyle Pitts is actually It wasn't player. just Pitts, though, it wasn't just, look, look, I love Bryce Hall. Everyone knows that. It wasn't just Pitts that cooked him. He got beat for a touchdown. Oh, then he got he beat again on a play. Oh, wow. and, he, and he got beat for a touchdown. Then he got beat again where he grabbed the guy and held him, got the flag, and the guy still caught the football. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, you know, it wasn't a good night. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a good night. You got to put the mittens so on. Do you, yeah. So do you think that this steals, think, do you think that, this think steals that, that he doesn't get the number one quarterback spot? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he was going to get it regardless because they drafted Sauce. So now my okay. only thing is he could have possibly played the second cornerback spot because I know DJ Reed is a slot. Oh no, DJ Reed's going to be in the outside. He's not going to be the slot. Yeah, player. DJ. No, there's a lot of talk about DJ Reed uh, being that number two guy kind of cemented again. You know, DJ Reed has been dealing with. I think it was a hamstring injury. Um, you know, okay. and he's been trying to rehab. You know, get back and. But according to, you know, reports, it's looking like D.J. Reed is pretty much locked up that number two spot. If not, then they can slide him into the slot spot as well because he plays that too. So we'll see how things kind of take out. But we've been talking about Bryce Hall really competing for that number one spot, and it just seems like last night all the air was taken yeah, on that. all the air was out. It was out with that one. Um, I mean, outside of uh, – DJ Reed, I don't see the other corners, you know, Isaiah Dunn, Javelin Gidry, yeah. and, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. all these other guys. So I still think there's hope for Hall to make the roster. He might not be a starter. Well, no, he's going you know, to yeah. yeah, make the roster. Sure. Yeah, he's going to make the roster, but as far as the starting slot. And honestly, I thought the starting three was going to be Sauce, uh, uh, Hall, and Reed in the slot. But then people tell me, mm-hmm. no, Reed okay. isn't short, that he's, he's, a, he's a 6'1", or he's, such a, he's an outside corner. But from my eyes, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, he looks like he's more suited on the inside because of Bryce Hall's height. Because I like my corners to be yeah. six feet and above. I don't yeah. like the Camardi I mean, type. Lanky, you know what I'm saying? Revis, well, not Revis, yeah. the Camardi, Richard Sherman, those types who can get the 50-50 balls and defend, even if they don't get the interception, they can get the pass breakup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the uh, height. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I mean, Reed is definitely a guy, you know, that can play on the inside, like you were saying. We've we, you know, seen that in the past with him before. But, you know, it's just it's a Seattle, tough yeah. game from Paul, man. I'm looking to see him bounce back. So my final question for you, D, because you've been bringing the heat, man, is when you – you know we got yeah. this upcoming game against the Giants. Who are you looking at in that game? What, what, do you look, who, what guy are you looking at right now saying, hey, you better have a solid game against those Giants or you could be packing your bags and getting up out of here? Oh. Uh... Woo. It's going to have to be either men or Bryce Huff, mm-hmm. like the caller from North Carolina said. I think those two, because everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's basically people are already set in their, in their, their I ain't going to say their locks to make the team, 
But I just think the only one that we really have, you know, some some doubt about is obviously the wide receiver spot. Uh, the tight end spot is well. Kenny Yaboa, I still have high hopes for mm-hmm. him as well because that's him on the practice squad because, you know, Zoma and Conklin are going to be the top two. Cager and mm-hmm. Rucker are probably going to be the backups. You know what I mean? So we probably keep five, you know, but that might be a stretch depending on how Cager looks. If Cager's looking real, real good, like you said, you might mess around and, and take one of your wide receiver spots. You might flip them yeah, back to wide receiver. Yeah, if they flip them back. Okay. Well, you know, this guy isn't really, you know, come bringing up the snuff and bring, putting it all out there for us at wide receiver. We'll let him go. Let him try to sign up with a different team, move you to wide receiver, and then we can bring him an extra tight end. You know, because you're yeah. going to have to block. And I like that Chris Trevler guy. Bro, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. I like Mike White. Yeah, I don't Mike know. Mike yeah. White. The Mike Esther White game last year. But this Chris yeah. Trevler guy, and like the caller said, he's like a poor man, Zach. This is what I envision when everybody was telling me, oh, Zach is mobile. And another reason why I wanted just the field, because of that mobility. The defense has to guess what he's going to do next. Oh, my God, he's a pocket quarterback, so no, he's not going anywhere. But if you're mobile, they got to study it. They got to prepare for you running and passing. Nice to say. That's an excellent yeah. thing for them to think about. And people are like, no, yeah. we need a pocket QB. We need something. I'm like, what's wrong with the mobile guy? Let's, it, and not saying that, okay, just because you have a mobile guy, don't build the offensive line because you want to have the embarrassment of riches, of riches. have a stout offensive line, and you have a mobile quarterback that can evade if the line breaks down. That's, that's a win-win. You know, but people were like, yeah. nah, he, he wants to go out. So when we got Zach, I'm like, all right, I see the, I see the film on BYU. He's running around. I'm envisioning that, too. And then past two, you know, a couple, two years, he got hurt, and then he hurt the same knee again and a non-contact injury. I'm like, ah. People were saying that he was frail in college and that he had, you know, injury concerns in college. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now it's, listen, it's, it's carrying yeah. over to the NFL. I don't know. It's still early, though. Yeah, I, but I was yeah like, oh. I mean, it's still early. We'll see what happens. Listen, I got to slide off, man. You have yourself a good night, my friend. It was a great call, man. All right, brother. Take care. Likewise. All right. Listen, D giving us a little something, you know what I'm saying? Giving us a little something and letting us know, hey, that's his take from his side. I respect it. I respect it. Listen, this has been a hot show, man. So much to discuss. We're going to go ahead and close that poll now. We're going to see, you know, how many people are thinking. What are people thinking around here? All right. So the answer to the poll, all the savages, salute all the savages in the chat. Should Strebler be the Jets' third-string quarterback, right? A hundred of percent of the chat, quite a bit of people, said yes. Wow. All right. People are ready to move on and give Strebler that third-string quarterback job. I respect it. He's looked phenomenal. I, I like Strebler. I just want to see him pushed up a little bit and see what he can do against better competition. If he can show me something like that against guys that, you know, could be starters, guys that are, you know, in that late first string, that second string, then third string, you know, he's a guy that's provided a spark. It would be hard to deny him. But uh, it's been a great show, man. Uh, again, we got the Giants coming up. We're going to be talking about that as well. Let me tell you something. Guys that I'm looking at against the Giants, Denzel Mims, I need to see you have another solid game. Again, I want to see more from Strebler too. I want to see Cager out there, you know, see what he can do, what he can bring to the table. There's some guys that really need to continue to push forward to really close out some spots on the roster. And I think, again, Denzel Mims is that guy. I need to see solid production out of him 
you know, in his final game as well. I need to see him go out there and do some things. Again, he's been he's been all right, played all right. He's really been able to kind of bounce back, fight, and get his get himself back into a situation here with the Jets. But he's definitely a guy that I'm looking at. Another guy, Ashton Davis on defense. Ashton Davis has got to start doing more. We need to see more out of Ashton Davis. So, again, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. I want to thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. All right, you want to troll me? No problems. I'll troll you right back. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. And we control each other back and forth. Always keep in mind that I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I'll have that Vera Tucker jersey on. Yeah. You know, just he just looked amazing. He looked amazing his rookie year. He's going to look amazing in his second year as well. You know, that's just what we do at SC. We just turn out amazing prospects. We just turn out amazing players. You know, we just Put them into the NFL, let them do their thing, you know. So we'll be down there trolling. So if you want to go back and forth, you can do that. I'm also on YouTube as well. YouTube, okay, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right, come on over, hit that subscription button, hit that notification bell. If you want to troll me, no issues. We'll go back and forth in the comments and we troll each other. And as always, people, when you see me in person, and eventually you will see me in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. No matter what anyone tells you, the hugs will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for listening and calling in. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call in to the show. You folks are absolutely the best. Again, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.